This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely. Positively. FedEx. Airbnb. It's wedding season. Yes, it is. What's going on, baby? Alex and I just got invited to a beautiful venue for the wedding of a childhood buddy of mine. Lovely. Can't wait to hear about it. We got babysitters. We're all set to go. And the first thing that you did, Jack? Book a hotel for the wedding. Okay. Second thing that you did? List my place as available that weekend on Airbnb. Millions of people host on Airbnb, but millions more have never even thought about hosting. Here's the thing. We've said it's great to make money while you sleep. Actually, Warren Buffett said that. Well, when you're an Airbnb host, host, you make money while you sleep and while someone else sleeps. That's why anytime I'm traveling, I immediately jump into Airbnb and set my house as available. It's that easy. So Yetis, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is sponsored by Audible, the home of storytelling. Protect her. That's from the opening chapter of The Last Thing He Told Me. Or is it protect her. It's Protector. Yeah, it's like that. It's, it's like a that. thrilling mystery my wife and I listened to on Audible. It actually got adapted into a TV show, but it was way more riveting as an audiobook, wasn't it, man? It's about a tech executive who disappears when his company gets indicted on accounting fraud. But he disappeared to protect her. And honestly, we shouldn't say anymore. Let's stop that. We listen to the whole audiobook on Audible while driving in the car on road trips. And you should too. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash tboy or text tboy to 500-500. That's audible.com slash tboy or text tboy to 500-500. This is Nick. This is Jack. It's Tuesday, Team Boy. Tuesday, February 13th. And today's pod is the best one yet. It's a Team Boy. The top three pop business news stories you need to know today. But first, happy Valentine's Day to all those celebrating out there. What's Valentine's Day? Oh, it's only the best day of the year, every February 13th. You leave your husbands and your boyfriends at home and you kick it breakfast style. Ladies celebrating ladies. Yes. Let's hit our three stories on this Valentine's Day, Nick. Jack, what are our three stories for today's show. For our first story, the winner of the 58th Super Bowl wasn't the Kansas City Chiefs, it was Dunkin' Donuts. So Jack and I are breaking down the numbers on the number one rated Super Bowl commercial. For our second story, it's Sony. Sony is making the biggest purchase of music in history. Sony is buying Michael Jackson's music for a record-breaking price. And our third and final story. Over the weekend, a Google self-driving robo-taxi was set on fire in San Francisco. And that reminds us of one incident in England 200 years ago. But Yetis, before we hit that wonderful mix of stories. (laughs) Wonderful mix of stories, Jack. We are 24 hours away from Valentine's Day. Love is in the air. You can feel it. You can smell it. You can taste it. Jack. Nick and I cannot contain ourselves today, okay? Oh, Jack and I decided to write some poetry. Nick and I each wrote a poem for a publicly traded company. Is this publicly traded poetry, Jack? Is that a new hashtag? Jack and I wrote ballads for the brands that we've just, we've fallen for. Who's going first? You know what? You go first. I want to hear your poem. What do you got, Jack? Whip it up for us. All right, everyone, quiet, quiet, Jack. I wasn't prepared. The floor is yours. All right, here we go. Before I met you, My soul was naked, but then I felt your cork. You hugged my foot curves and touched my toes. You did things to me that Nike, Adidas, and Reebok never would. 
I used to think that wearing you meant that you're a hippie, but that dumb joke should now be sent down the Mississippi. With your footbeds as my shoes, no matter what, I cannot lose. How did I do? <laughs> Jack goes full <laughs> my Angelou on us over there. Love Nick, the iambic pantera. You nailed it. That was Fast beautiful. Fast follow. Let's go. Okay, okay. Open Great your so heart to me, please. Okay, here we go. Here, you ready, Jack? Here we go. Here we go. In I walk to stand in line, a midday rush to casually dine. The spicy smells waft to my nose. Adobe fumes shall cure my woes. My turn to order, the vibes you fork, lunchtime indulgence so caloric. Your foil tin, your napkins tan, just wrap it tight, burrito man. <laughs> they try to upsell, want some queso? What the heck, straight to my face so. But all I crave is barbacoa, yet this line just moves oh so, so slower. Yes. You ask me daily, bowl or wrap, a true trick question, cause both do slap. Carnitas, so free as chicken or steak, a protein quandary, a decision to make brown rice, white rice, no rice, whoa, rice. <laughs> I'd lick your salsa from the floor. And yes, I know the guac costs more. So plop on that guac. I'll happily pay for an 18 buck burrito at Chipotle. My goodness gracious. <laughs> I didn't realize my co-host was Robert Frost. Just pour it out of me. I mean, you broke the rule that we shouldn't say lick on the pot, <laughs> yeah, but that's damn. okay. <laughs> yeah. For T-Boy Tuesday, we want to know what is the poem that you would write for a business? We want you to send us your publicly traded poem like Nick and I just recited on this pod. Send in your brand ballad and we'll read it on tomorrow's Valentine's Day podcast. And if you're feeling vulnerable and open, comment publicly on our latest T-Boy pod post from this morning. If you're feeling extra vulnerable, send us a voicemail. We want your poem. We're picking one publicly traded poem from one of you to read on tomorrow's Valentine's pod. In the meantime, Jack, let's hit our three stories. Nick, that was amazing. Jack, you're an artist. <laughs> 15 years before this song, two boys from the Northeast met in the dawn. They had an idea to cause a cultural storm. It's the best one yet, but the best is the norm. Jack, Nick, that's it. I don't even think they need to practice. 50%, that's a fat tip. T-Boy City on your at list. If you know, you know, cause we ready to go. We can't wait no more, so just start the show. Start the show. For our first story, the number one Super Bowl ad everyone is still talking about, it's Duncan. Because Super Bowl commercials aren't measured in minutes. They're measured in months. Yetis, here's the reality of media. Super Bowl ads, they get more attention than the Academy Awards. That's the real deal. Nick and I watched the whole game. We watched all the commercials, except for our bathroom runs. The theme this year was to play it safe with Super Bowl commercials by using humor and nostalgia and uncontroversy. <laughs> and pay more attention to women because Taylor is watching. We got Nerds' first ever Super Bowl commercial. Not too shabby. Christopher Walken was impersonated by like eight people in a BMW ad. Yeah, it was really good, Jack. And E-Trade brought back their hilarious little babies to play pickleball like old people. As one does, as one does, Jack. Timu, the Chinese e-commerce app, they had the most Super Bowl commercials, with three during the game and two after the game. But Jack and I jumped into the numbers T-Boy style, and we discovered that the most Googled Super Bowl commercial of Super Bowl day was... Dunkin' Donuts. New England's Coffee is the hottest YouTube channel right now, 
because people are watching that commercial again. Jack, can you and Mocky Mock set the scene for us over there, please? All right. In this Dunkin' commercial, Ben Affleck was ensconced in a pink and brown Dunkin' Donuts tracksuit that had little Boston sports logos like ironed on all over the place. You could smell the Bruins on him. And basically, he was creating a boy band. That was the theme of the commercial. The Dunkings boy brand. Who was in this thing, Jack? Tom Brady was the DJ. Matt Damon was part of the boy brand, although he's kind of embarrassed to be part of the boy band. Tom Brady, by the way, like in 12 commercials. But Ben Affleck had to convince his wife, J-Lo, who was like the producer, to publish the record. And she thought the whole thing was an embarrassing mistake. Yeah, she thought the Backstreet Boys of Boston weren't worth doing. The commercial ends. It was a lot of fun. It was a great commercial. It was the biggest thing for Boston since Noma ate an egg chowder at the Flower Back Bay location. Just outside Boston. How was that, Darlene? Was that okay, my Boston attempt there? I thought Darlene's going to approve, Jack. But Jack, could we sprinkle on some context to the numbers from this commercial, please? CBS made a record $650 million just in Super Bowl commercials on Sunday night. Because CBS was selling 30 second spots for a record 7 million bucks a pop. But Duncan's commercial was 60 seconds. So they paid CBS $14 million. Okay, but then Jack and I realized that's just what they paid CBS for the right to have the advertisement during the game. That's not how much the commercial actually cost. Ben Affleck, a nice guy, a Boston proud guy. He's no UNICEF. Reportedly, Ben Affleck charged Duncan $10 million just to appear in these commercials. And that supporting cast, that's not cheap either. J-Lo. Matt Damon, Tom Brady, they all have to get paid too. If they're all getting paid millions of bucks at that point, Ben Affleck could just buy Williams College, Jack. I don't know about Williams, maybe Endicott. So yeah, it is, add it all up. And this wasn't a $7 million commercial. The cost of this commercial was probably like $30 million. The cheapest part of the commercial was the brown and pink Duncan tracksuits that said Dunkings on it. And I ran a lot of regulars for the fellas. But we think it was worth it for Duncan because of our takeaway. How you like them donuts? So Jack, what's the takeaway for our buddies over at Dunkin'? Super Bowl commercials aren't 30 seconds long. They're 30 days long. 120 million people watched the Super Bowl on TV on Sunday, but the number who watched the Dunkin' ad was way higher than that. Recently with Super Bowl ads, the brands have dropped teasers two weeks prior to the game. So they get talked about for two full weeks. And then there are the countless articles on who had the best ad for another two weeks after the game. On YouTube, that Dunkin' Donuts ad has been rewatched three million times in under 24 hours since the game. Plus, we notice there are six more videos of behind-the-scenes filming footage of that commercial that has another one million views on YouTube. And the teaser from two weeks we told you about? 500,000 more views. So yet is the way we see it. The Super Bowl has changed the math on advertising. It is a whole new calculation. A Super Bowl ad is no longer just 30 seconds. The brand is talked about for 30 days. Super Bowl ads, they shouldn't be measured in minutes. They should be measured in months. For our second story, the estate of Michael Jackson just sold his songs for the biggest price tag in music history. Sony is buying Michael Jackson's music because the world has separated the art from the artist. Uh, yeah, it's interesting trend Jack and I have been following the last couple of years. Big money has been buying up the rights to music like it's real estate out there. Bob Dylan, Tina Turner, Katy Perry, dozens of other musicians have all sold their music for over $100 million each. Oh, Jack, the biggest music sale of all? Who we got, man? The Boss. Bruce Springsteen sold his entire back catalog for a record $550 million. Thunder Road, that's like pff, a few million bucks right there. Not too shabby. But now, Michael Jackson is number one. Yetis, here's the news. Sony Music has bought 50% of Michael Jackson's music collection, valuing that collection 
at $1.2 billion. And how is it so valuable? Because the late king of pop still brings in $75 million a year in royalties from all the streaming of his music. Now half of all that will go to Sony Music in a deal worth twice as much as Bruce Springsteen's record. Now, Yetis, you might be asking, how has Michael's music been affected by the allegations of child abuse. You might be surprised that after all you've heard about Michael Jackson for years, he becomes the first musician to sell his library for over a billion dollars. The story around Michael Jackson changed in 2019 when HBO put out a documentary called Leaving Neverland. It chronicled alleged child sex abuse by Michael Jackson. And the heart of the documentary was first-person accounts from two alleged victims. And now we should point out it wasn't proven in court, but the documentary was powerful. It was heartbreaking. It was impactful. And after watching it, it was hard to enjoy Michael's hits in the same way after that. But four years after that documentary aired, Sony is making this big move because they don't think Michael's music has been tainted. In fact, Sony knows Michael's music has been tainted, financially speaking. So Jack, what's the takeaway for our buddies over at Sony Music? The world is separating art from the artist. Yetis, Michael Jackson isn't the only popular musician whose legacy has been darkened by personal exploits. Kanye West won 24 Grammys, and then in late 2022, he made multiple appalling anti-Semitic rants. And then Jack, what happened the very next year in 2023? Last year, Kanye was still, despite all that, the number nine most streamed musician on Spotify. Jack and I jumped in T-Boy style to the numbers, and the numbers, they show it's the same situation with Michael. In the three years after that documentary came out, according to Billboard, Michael Jackson's album sales rose by 37%. And there's the Michael Jackson musical on Broadway that's still selling out, and there's a biopic that's coming to theaters next year on Michael Jackson. Some people decide to hold musicians accountable to their past actions by not consuming or listening to their content. That doesn't appear to be happening on a wide scale. In the music industry, it looks like cancel culture is not happening. The world is separating the art from the artist. Canva. Six years ago, Nick and I were designing the pitch deck for our media company. Yeah, we didn't want it to look like some amateur college PowerPoint. We wanted to impress investors. So we made our first pitch deck on Canva. Canva is the easy-to-use online design platform for presentations, social media posts, physical flyers, anything you can design. Canva turns you into a digital da Vinci, delighting your audience with design. They got these color palettes that you can use. It makes your work look beautiful. We used presentation templates that were available for free and then customized them for our company. And guess what? That summer, we sold that company, Market Snacks, thanks to the deck we built with Canva. Oh, and funny thing, we still use Canva today for all our design projects. So Yetis. Start designing today at canva.com. Canva designed for work. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It is how good is the feeling of finally getting something off your chest? You've been wanting to say it. You've been waiting to say it. But you bottled it up. In Waspy, Vermont, where I grew up, we didn't talk much about our problems. We were encouraged to keep them to yourself. Yetis, bottling up your feelings is just horrible for you because eventually it blows up with an outburst and then while it's stewing, it makes your whole stomach feel terrible. We encourage you to get it off your chest. And the perfect place to do that is therapy. You will not believe how good it feels to say something that has been left unsaid and you can practice with a therapist and then end up telling your loved ones the best way possible later on. You don't have to tell them, but you could. It's 100% up to you. 
Oh, and by the way, what you tell your therapist remains completely confidential. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash T-Boy today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash T-Boy. For our third and final story, over the weekend, a crowd of people set fire to a Waymo robo-taxi. But Nick and I jumped into our history books, and get this, we found that the same exact incident happened 200 years ago. Jack, it was a wild and fun weekend in San Francisco. They lost the Super Bowl, but it was a lot of fun otherwise. On Saturday, Chinatown was celebrating the Lunar New Year, which was a huge celebration. And then, Jack, I went to the Warriors game on Saturday and ended up on TV somehow because Draymond Green walked into the stands and was like right next to us. That was really cool. Yet he's Draymond Green, the basketball player walked right past Nick to greet his daughter who was sitting behind him. I thought he was Yeti, but he was just trying to see his daughter. In the meantime, Yeti's... Anyway, anyway, anyway. Another thing happened on Saturday night on 9 p.m. that we thought we should cover. A self-driving car was set on fire. Waymo, the robo-taxi company that is owned by Google, fell victim to the crime. Now, Waymo calls itself the world's most experienced driver. Because Waymo's self-driving cars have driven tens of millions of miles without a human driver at the wheel. So that's the most experienced driver in the world, a robot. Waymo's robo-taxis, they're now 24-7 in San Francisco. Actually, I drove a Waymo taxi without a driver to the studio today. It's like how I commute most days now. I know, you've done it often. How does the price of a Waymo ride compare to an Uber ride? Okay, so it's usually like a little less than an Uber. And it's like fully electric. It's a Jaguar SUV, no driver. It's like magic. It's like having a personal chauffeur, Jack. The only downside is it's a little slower, right? Like there are more cautious drivers. If you're in a rush, you don't use a Waymo Robo Taxi. If you got time, get in the Robo Taxi, enjoy the ride. And of course, there's no pressure for small talk with the driver. It's like a really quiet chauffeur. You have arrived at your destination. That's exactly what she said. But yet is, here's what Jack and I found fascinating about this story. Over the weekend, a Waymo self-driving Robo Taxi was set on fire. There were no passengers in the car. And there was no driver because it was Waymo. So nobody got hurt, but the car got destroyed. Here's the scene. Saturday night, big party in San Francisco's Chinatown, Lunar New Year. And this car is like trying to make its way through the crowded streets with no human inside. There's a video of this. Someone broke the window with a skateboard. And then multiple people started attacking this Waymo car and hitting it and pushing it. While others looked on completely shocked, not knowing what to do. And then here's where things get crazy. Someone throws a firework into the broken window and then the car burns down all the way to its metal chassis. The car was vandalized and completely destroyed and there was flames everywhere. Now, there's a lot we don't know about the story. Like, was it a mob? Was it pre-planned? Did the car accidentally hit anyone? But this story does highlight an irony about the city of San Francisco. San Francisco is the home of the technology industry, but... It's also the home of protesting. San Francisco, the Bay Area, it's the birthplace of the computer. It's also the birthplace of counterculture. Some in San Francisco, like us, are excited about the novelty of self-driving taxis. Others feel like the city's getting treated like a guinea pig. Here's the wildest part. We've seen the same incident happen before. 200 years ago in England. So, Jack, what's the takeaway for all our buddies who are interested about technology? Bloodite could be the word of the year for 2024. Yeah, and it's a funny thing. The term Luddite is used today for someone who opposes or is just bad at modern technology. But the Luddites were an actual group of people 
who fought technology back in the day. Let's go back 200 years ago to the United Kingdom. Textiles, like clothing and rugs, were being hand-woven by people. That's how you made stuff. It was a huge industry, employing a ton of people. But in the early 1800s with the Industrial Revolution, knitting machines were invented. So Jack, how did those hand-weaving workers in England respond to those new automatic machines? A bunch of them started breaking the machines. And a man named Ned Ludd led that resistance in Northern England, hence the name Luddites. Ludd and his followers, the Luddites, would break into factories and burn the machines as a protest and to protect their own jobs. It's literally the same as what just happened with a self-driving car. Today, at the dawn of self-driving cars, of robots, and of artificial intelligence, we could see rhymes of that history from the Luddites. The exact same theme. Major technology innovation could bring major human resistance. Luddite was the word of the year 200 years ago, and in 2024, it could be again. Jack, can you whip up the takeaways for us for Valentine's Day? The Dunkin' Donuts commercial starring Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Tom Brady, and Jennifer Lopez was a highlight of the Super Bowl. Super Bowl commercials, they aren't 30 seconds long, they're 30 days long of talking about them. For our second story, Sony Music has purchased half the music rights to Michael Jackson at a $1.2 billion valuation. And that's proof that the world has separated the art from the artist. And our third and final story is a Waymo self-driving car that got destroyed in San Francisco over the weekend by violent protesters. And it reminded us of the same incidents that happened 200 years ago with the Luddites. So a Luddite could be the word of the year for 2024. But Yetis, this pod's not over yet. Here's what else you need to know today. First, the Dow just closed at a record high, almost 40,000 points. Not too shabby, Jeff. When we graduated from college in the year 2011, the Dow was 12,000 points. Today, it's 40,000 points. Oh, the Dow, you've grown up so fast. For our second story, it's JetBlue's new CEO. She takes over today trying to turn around the once-beloved Disruptor airline. And the famous investor Carl Icahn is rooting for her. He just took a big stake in JetBlue. The stock jumped 15% yesterday. And finally, Bitcoin just passed 50000 bucks for the first time in two years. Not clear why, but Ben the Bitcoin is feeling bouncy. Now time for the best fact yet. This one from Jack and me because all we want is your poetry. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. We want your love letter to your favorite brand. What we want is your publicly traded poem. The two poems that Nick and I recited, we posted them on our Instagram at tboypod. We want you to comment with your poem. Or DM us with your poem. We also have a link in this episode description if you want to read your poem and get it in tomorrow's intro. If you want to do a physical acting representation of your poem, you can send it in the video. We will watch that too, won't we, Jack? It's a publicly traded poem. And we want to hear yours. We want to make you the poet laureate of the best one yet. So hit us up at T-Boy Pod. Happy Valentine's Day. Nick and I will see you tomorrow. If you know, you know. Great. Snap, 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 snap. <laughs> <laughs> Before we go, congratulations to Yetis Manny and Connie, a couple of T-Boys who are besties together. 24-year anniversary down in Orlando, Florida. Congratulations to Deepal Patel, who just got certified as an ethical hacker 
at Deloitte in New York City. Not too shabby. And Danielle Guilfoyle's got a new job also in New York City. Have fun on the commutes, guys. Happy 40th birthday to Sean Scharf over in Ohio with Alex and the Comet. You guys are going to have a blast together. And Jesse O'Connor is celebrating a birthday in Concord, New Hampshire with a great round of disc golf. And to all our New Yorker Yetis, enjoy the snow day. And to anyone else celebrating something today, make it a T-boy. Celebrate the wins. This is Jack. Nick and I both own stock of Spotify, and we both own one Bitcoin. And we both own shares of Chipotle. That was wonderful, Nick. Yeah. And the performance. <laughs> both incredible. What did you say about the rice? White rice, brown rice, no rice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was supposed to be the slam poetry part. Brown rice, white rice, no rice. Whoa. Rice. <laughs> If you like the best one yet, you can listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. And before you go, tell us a little bit about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. We want to get to know you. 